Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 86. Aha! So there. Now, look it. I know there are those of you out there thinking, You are the schoolyard predator the good people warned us about in the public service ads. No, I'm not. I have a libido. You have a libido. The difference between us is I'm telling you what's in mine while you have the luxury of sitting there pretending your sex fantasies are little stories of you politely asking some affable pork chop if she's single and wants to grab a coffee. That was a lesson I learned the hard way from the wife. I used to talk in my sleep a lot and I'm always doodling with ink on paper because when you're a waiter or bartender and it's busy, it's convenient sometimes to jot things down in some old paper notepad small enough to fit in your back pocket. And it ends up a habit and next thing you know, you're jotting down all kinds of crap. Your to-do list, your ATM pin, ideas for what to get the wife for her birthday so she won't mind so much when you don't eat her cunt. About eight years earlier, I got in the habit of doodling the name Lucille over and over for the simple reason there was a woman I worked with at the tavern named Lucille, who took classes at NYU, and who I used to think about fucking, and I mean, she was on my brain ass first from my breakfast jolt of caffeinated wake-up till late p.m. when I was all alone and checking her selfies on Schmuckbook and conjuring evil images of her athletic ass. I built this one mental epic where the wife has a terminal illness and Lucille comes to the house one day to keep it from going to waste. Then she spreads her cheeks and takes out a butt plug to make room, she says. Oh yeah, Lucille with the high-heeled sneakers. So one day I stumble out of the bedroom for breakfast and the wife has my notebook in her hand and she's sobbing and right that second I knew if I had the notebook in my hand... I would be jotting down, buy wife-proof safe for notebook. So now you want to fuck Lucille, she demands. This was before we had kids, so we could pretty much say fuck anytime we wanted. I tried to sound all suave and calm and spin up some excuse out of the brain's concoction centers, but it turns out the wife has been hearing me say the name Lucille in my sleep. And who was I to argue? I knew a woman named Lucille, and I was pretty much running a continuous loop in my head of me fucking her. Ruthlessly. It made perfect sense she would be bent over while I pounded her in my dreams. Relax, it will just glide in, Junior said. She was almost crying. You said, Lucille, relax, it will just glide in. You want to... Cornhole that little cunt with the fuck me pump sneakers. Well, I hope you lube her up good first, you motherfucker. I swore I did not want to fuck my coworker in the ass or any place else. And the doodle Lucille, a major coincidence. 
I told Junior I liked making the cursive loops of the three L's and the E. It was gratifying to me both visually and manually. She didn't buy it. It was pretty obvious I wanted to ball Lucille and that doing her in the Greek fashion preoccupied my restless animal spirits. But all I can say, kids, is you should have seen this girl's ass, round as a jawbreaker with a gape like an open door. I felt really guilty for about three days before I talked it over with my then-therapist who was this short guy named Atom Selsa. Atom had a jolly face and bullet-shaped head, and he never wore a tie, and if you passed him on the street, you might mistake him for a plumber or a bricklayer. He heard me out, and then he said really simply and with no facial expression, Do you think or do you not that your wife has fantasies about the men who are not you? Of course. The wife was probably draining dream pipe all night long. The only difference between me and her is I talk in my sleep and she doesn't. So I went right home and told her off. I don't think I actually used the words aha or so there, but it was an aha so there moment. She whimpered and complained that I seemed to get all my so-called insights after coming home from sessions with Dr. Selsa. But she really couldn't argue the point without claiming she had no sex epics of her own she was running in her head. And we both would have known that was horseshit. And now I'm saying it to you. You don't like that I fantasize about boning a stepdaughter? The difference between you and me is, you know my moderately kinky sex epics while your despicable and morally outrageous perversions remain a secret. Aha! So there. Our room was on a different floor of the hotel, but the hallway looked the same to me. And I mean that in the good way. Same hush carpeting, same mirrors. I walked down this hallway wearing my brand new dockers and checked myself out in the mirror. I was a little crestfallen. I looked paunchier than I did on our last date. I shook my head. Three weeks of muscle pain and dieting, and it turns out Terry was right. There was no way for me to get ripped in 19 days. I tried to look on the bright side. You're about to fuck a hot chick. Maybe in the ass, I told myself. And I had the fern training, and the kegels, and St. Billy's bounce. And the Corvafil. Suddenly I had a smile back on my face. I guessed Cammy was already in the room and dressed in the schoolgirl outfit. The Admiral was beginning the long crawl and signaling all systems go. And the bright side was even brighter. Cammy wanted to fuck me for some reason. I only vaguely knew it had to do with me being older and her being into that. Plus, I never bragged to her on the phone about how buff I'd gotten, so she wasn't expecting me to look any better than I did the last time we almost fucked. Why don't you just have fun? It was Parp's voice in my head. You're thinking too deductively. Think inductively. You're starting with nothing. You're going in and you're going to do something with your cock and a hot chick. T. 
take it for whatever it turns out to be and give it a name later. Yeah, I'm shaking my head as I write that out because it's probably what he's thinking every time my wife reaches for his belt buckle. I am so getting revenge. And justice. But anyway, standing outside the hotel door on fuck date two, that's what I was thinking. I don't understand why she wants me, but I'm just going to have fun. I did a big smile and knocked. Hello? From the inside. It's daddy. Just a sec. Then. Okay, I'm ready. You can come in. I swiped the card and opened the door. She was standing at the mirror, smearing red lip gloss on her lips. When she saw me in the reflection, she did a really good, oh, fuck, I'm busted look. You gotta love theater sluts. Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side. Copyright 2021 by Dan Wrench.